If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of. One that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Hey everyone, I'm Jackie Goldschneider from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I joined the show in season nine. And I'm Jen Fessler, also from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And I guess I joined in season 12, Jack? I think so, yeah. Can't keep up. Something like that. Oh no, season 13 you joined. Season 13 I joined. What would you be without me? And welcome to our new podcast, Two Jersey Jersey Days. We're so excited. Excited to do this, guys. It's Kate that escapes you. J, the J stands for Jackie, Jennifer, maybe Jewish, maybe Jersey, Jersey. Uh, But, you know, this podcast is going to be we're going to talk about everything. No holds barred. It's going to be everything like motherhood, health, love. Things that are going on really in our lives. Jackie, I'm 55. Jackie's 47. So there's like an interesting range here. And. You know, in terms of like both of us being middle age, I'm creeping up to old age, I think a little faster. We're going to dive right in with something that Jen and I have never spoken about before. You know, if you don't mind me talking for one second, I will say Jen and I are very, very similar women. We are both um, middle aged Jewish women from New Jersey and we have the same job and the same circle of friends. But there is one very big glaring difference between us. So I have been on, and I'm not going to call it, everybody calls it Ozempic, right? That's sort of been the umbrella name. But I've been on what's called semi-glutide for over a year now. And I've lost maybe 22 pounds. And I am an outspoken advocate for eating disorder recovery and a very strong um, opponent of semaglutides for losing those last 10 pounds. I think it's a very dangerous trend. But out of respect for each other and our friendship, we have never discussed it. Unlike, I think, I think that our podcast is, is it's not going to be a housewives podcast per se, but also different in that I think sometimes if maybe you all have noticed that housewives tend to escalate situations that don't have to become so volatile do become volatile. And Jackie and I have never had that kind of energy between us. We don't intend on having it between us. 
clearly we're not going to agree on maybe not just Ozempic semi-glutide, but on a lot of things. And we're going to really make a an effort to talk things through in an adult way and in a way that's respectful of both of us and our friendship. Right. So let, let's dive in. Um, so I think that it's a very dangerous trend to use Ozempic just to lose, you know, those last 10, 15 pounds. And now I am in my job, we're on a cast of nine women. Okay. So take me out of it. There's eight co-stars on the show and more than half of them are on Ozempic. So I can't verify that, but I know that more than half of us have definitely lost considerable amount of weight. Well, there's only one person who lost a lot of weight that hasn't confirmed that they're on a semaglutide. Anyway, I have questions for Jen that I have never asked her because it's not only personal medical decision that she made, but also like we don't want to fight with each other, which we're We're not not going going to. to. But there are things that I've wanted to know that I have never asked her. So let me ask you. I'm 100. By the way, ask away. I've got that is going to be the beauty of us. Ask me anything. Okay. Like, first of all, aren't you nervous? Like, don't you worry? Like if it was me and I'm a paranoid person to begin with, but like every ache and pain, I would have been like, uh oh. Is that the side effects that I don't know about? Is that the stuff that they haven't researched yet? Like, don't you get nervous? So I'm a raging hypochondriac, which you know, but it's very strange because when it comes to things having to do with like my physical appearance, somehow that just goes out the window. For instance, like I am not afraid at all of going into surgery for anything cosmetic. I might be afraid of going into surgery. I haven't really had any surgeries other than cosmetic. So I'm just being real with you guys. But no, I'm not afraid of Ozempic. And I will tell you, I have had an experience that was not good where um, that I'm pretty positive it was about the semi-glutide, but where I had to go to the hospital for an impacted bowel. So let me be like really open about that. And I'm still not nervous about it. No pun intended being really open. About yeah. That. Um, so what happened with that? Oh, my God. So painful. I was started. To, so one of these side effects is can be constipation. And I was having constipation. And in true Jen Fessler form, I just did nothing about it. Didn't really bother me. I was drinking no water, eating no vegetables because, you know, something that happens. A new experience for me is being able to eat what I want, even when it's not the most healthy choices and still lose weight. Right. So maybe for the first time in my life, I'm like losing weight on pizza and bagels and and ice cream. Having said that, I noticed that there was constipation. I didn't do anything about it. I wasn't taking um, Miralax, right? So you take every morning or any kind of stool softener. I hadn't gone in a week. Then it was a week and a half. Oh my God, are you kidding? I just didn't. I know. So I'm going to, I'm going to say two things. Number one, I'm, I'm aware that there are side effects. So I can't take that away from all what all of this is. But I will also say that I am to blame for ignoring them and allowing it to escalate to the point where I became impacted. So I haven't since, and this is going back months and months ago. So it's not the same. So now I drink water, I take Miralax, I am trying to eat in a more healthy way than I used to. And I haven't had a problem since. Okay. What about, do you worry about the muscle loss? And have you, do you get checked for that? Yes. So I get checked for that. I probably go in every month, sometimes six weeks, and I've lost muscle. So let me say that. Um, And that's dangerous. Well, so here's the thing with that. Okay. Again, I'm like the extreme, I guess the extreme example, because I don't care. Like I don't exercise and I'm going... 
I shouldn't say that. I just got a personal trainer because now it is getting dangerous, especially at 55 when you do lose, you know, so much bone mass and you do lose muscle. And I know I probably sound so irresponsible, but I haven't been worried about it. If I had been more worried about it, I would have done something about it. Like, for instance, lift weights and exercise. So physically, I feel a lot better in clothes. Um, when I'm not in clothes, I look 90 because I have a lot of, you know, I've gone up and down by more than 20 pounds in my life, by a lot more than 20 pounds. So there's a lot of skin that exists now when you lose muscle and fat. But again, I have to take responsibility for that in the sense that, you know, you don't put on muscle when you just lay in a horizontal in your bed eating chips. It doesn't work like that. So now I have recently hired a personal trainer. So I think that a lot of this you have to be proactive about. Am I worried about it? No. Am I aware of it and a little disappointed in myself for not addressing it sooner? Sure. Right. So tell me what you think about this. So recently, Sharon Osborne, there was a story about her. There's been a bunch of stories about her that she went on Ozempic or a semiglutide. I use Ozempic as an umbrella term right. for all of these drugs. And she was on it for a while, I right. guess. And she lost a ton of weight. And she said that she has since stopped using it but that she cannot gain any weight back and that she's under a hundred pounds and no matter what she does, she can't gain weight back. And that just makes me think what must have happened to her goddamn insides for her body to be malfunctioning like that right now. Right. Doesn't that make you worry? No, it doesn't. Here's why. Um, I was just thinking about this because I have a friend who's about to go in for a tummy tuck and she's freaking out because I think it was Kanye West's mom who died after having a tummy tuck. Like, I don't, there's, I I feel like there's always going to be someone out there with anything, with any kind of drug medicine operation surgery, right? There's always that exception to the rule. My experience so far has been is, has been, that is not the rule that what happens what happened to Sharon Osborne happens to the majority of people on this medication. I also feel like this medication has been around for longer than people realize. For people with diabetes. For people with diabetes, right? You don't have diabetes, right? Right. Okay. I certainly do not. My, my daughter does actually yes. have type one, but it's for type, okay. they use it for type two diabetes right now. So um, does your daughter, since your daughter does have diabetes, does she um, have any feelings about you using a drug that created a shortage for people who actually need it with diabetes? Well, so first of all, well, Rachel has type one diabetes, not to be confused with type two, which is who the drug has traditionally been prescribed for. Um, So, but having said that, what I know may be different from what you know, but I was concerned. I don't want to take drugs from people that needed that when there was a shortage for people that Mm -hmm. there are life-saving drugs out there. So I did my own research into it and what was on shortage was not the actual drug itself, right? But it was with Ozempic. Ozempic is administered in a pen, right? So it's it was a shortage of those pens that could administer it. I never used a pen. Okay. So I used semiglutide and I did it, I do it manually with a little syringe. Okay. So that was not concern of my daughter's or of mine. Okay. I want you to know, I am not judging you at I all. I don't feel like, like These you are. are all just the questions that I have really wanted to know and I have more. Are you Guys, okay? Of course. I, Okay. You can ask me because I, I guys, I, I, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of you know my story, but I suffered from anorexia, like severe anorexia for almost two decades. So for me now, I'm in this place where like I can finally eat again and enjoy food again to, to watch people intentionally destroying their 
hunger, it just blows my mind because it took me so long to get get back to that place. So I'm in a very different place than like some people in terms of like the way that I view how like beautiful it is to feel hunger and then eat something. So let me say this. First of all, I, Jackie, you know this, but I was riddled with bulimia and compulsive overeating in my late teens up into my thirties. Like when I got pregnant for whatever reason, things started to calm down. But anyway, but I still was a compulsive overeater, not as much of a bulimic anyway. Um, and I get what you're saying. So this is how I feel about it. Cause I feel like we were just going over the, the rules as opposed to like why I'm even on it. I struggled like you my whole life with trying to control my weight. And sometimes I was successful. Other times I was not. And sometimes it was dangerous the way in which I would choose to do that. Um, for the first time in my life, I have some freedom around food. It feels to me like this is how naturally thin people must feel, right? Because it is, I do get hungry, but it is a different experience. There is a mechanism and this also affects hormones, right? So there's a mechanism that's happening now in my brain in terms of insulin where I don't have that battle that I used to have. It is such a freedom for me. And I know it must be for people everywhere taking it. Having said that, um, I do think about women like yourself who have struggled for so long to watch this all of a sudden magic pill come in. And even women that maybe didn't have eating disorders, but have been living, existing on, you know, chicken and salad and it must be a very strange thing to think there's been so much deprivation and now you're watching with this magic pill. It's not really like that. Well, I think that we have really different viewpoints on this because to me, and this is not about you, just in general, you look at it like you have this freedom. I look at it like you're in a prison forever. Like you have got to be on this forever. You are trapped. If God forbid they start finding other side effects or your bowel gets impacted again, or you get nervous that this shit is passing through your pancreas, like whatever it is, you're stuck. Because when you come off that drug, unless you're Sharon Osbourne, like you are probably gaining back all that weight. And then your head is going to be in a hailspin. I totally hear that. Right. But I um, am not worried about it. And I also am not worried about going off of it. Like we're extreme opposites in this case. Is that because you plan to go off? I don't plan to ever go off. I don't know what the future holds, but I I know that it's getting approved more and more, right? For weight loss. And I've spoken to my doctors who say it's not something that you have to go off of. And my dose now is lower than what it was originally. I've actually gained a little bit of weight back, which really? I'm pleased about. Yeah. Okay. Well, how much did you lose total? 20, and then what did you gain back? Maybe 22 pounds. Total is what you lost? Yeah. Oh, and then what'd you gain back? I gained back, I don't know, five pounds. So you're only like 17 pounds yeah. lower than you were? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. You look so thin. Yeah. Well, some, I think yeah. I look too thin. I mean, I, at one point well, I saw- Well, now I think you look beautiful. Thank you. I've seen pictures where I looked frail. And at age 55, you know, it's easier to look frail, right? So I also was sort of getting to the point where I was sort of hunched over. All of that, I don't, I'm not looking for that. And by the way, even like when it comes to my body and what it looks like and the muscle, the only reason I want to build muscle is because it's healthy. I have, I'm getting to an age where things are going to break, right? And become brittle. And I can't, I don't want that, but I'm not 
it's not for me anymore about a bikini. It's not for me anymore about, um, you know, having this perfect body. I don't care. One of the other freedoms that come along, I guess, with getting older. So you're on it because you want to eat whatever you want without gaining weight. No, it's a lot more than that. It's not a lot. And it's not like I just want to eat more. It's a freedom. My whole life, I've been tortured by food, thinking about it, eating it, not eating it. Like, it's this ability. We just had Thanksgiving dinner, right? And actually, I was ate a lot. Um, but the days in which I would just torture myself, continue to eat when I wasn't hungry. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. When you look at the housewives world across all the different cities, there are, and we just saw this yeah. at BravoCon. I mean, we went to BravoCon and it was like everywhere I turned, someone was so thin that my eyes were like watering. Like I couldn't believe some of these women were half the size they were at last year's BravoCon. And it makes you wonder if you didn't have these, this very complicated relationship with food your whole life, why would you? Put yourself on a drug that you could never you, come off this of. Is, this is, so let me tell you this. So 
when I got on this drug, you actually were not judgmental, but there were no. lots of women in my life who were. Okay. And specifically, for the for the most part, they were women that had that are thin and that have been thin and that really work hard to maintain a certain level of thinness. Those women that were judgmental and they're my family and some of my best friends have since gotten on it, which I think is wow. so interesting. They've they wanted to lose the last five pounds. And oh, I think it's so dangerous. It. So I will say that um, I I don't know. I'm, I don't, they were judgmental of me and I'm trying really not to be judgmental of them, but it's, I think it was hard for them to watch somebody who, I don't know, did indulge so much more than they ever did. And all of a sudden have this, I keep saying magic pill. Maybe that's obnoxious. If it is, I don't mean. For no, it I don't. That's care. what it feels Awkward. like. That's what it feels like for me. All right. So here, here's one more question. Do you ever worry about the day? Like, do you think about what would happen one day if they do start finding some side effects with longer term use that would scare you enough to go off of it? Do you ever worry about having to make a choice between your health and gaining back the weight? I don't. I'm. I can't say that I do worry about it, but but I'm on other medications for so long that maybe people think are unhealthy. I mean, I've been on um, an antidepressant for the past up and down different ones, actually, for the past 30 years, maybe. How am I, 55-ish? I mean, I've been on Prozac for ages. Right now, I'm on, um, I'm on an estrogen pellet, which there's so much um, controversy around hormone replacement drugs, right? And and back in the day, they were maybe a little different, but I remember my mom going on estrogen and then she really worried about breast cancer and went off of it. But it for me, that, just even that, the pellet has helped me so much in terms of stopping those very difficult, um, those very difficult signs, not signs of menopause, but the, the you know, from the night sweats to the hot flashes yeah. to the moods to the joints to everything. So I guess it's a trade-off that I right now, maybe not forever, I feel like it's worth it. Right. So you were pretty early in the game getting on it. Yeah. Like before a lot of people. So what was that like? I mean, because you were not a heavy woman. You weren't this thin. Right. But you weren't heavy. So like, did you know that your doctor was putting you on it or did he just like put it into so the cocktail? I think there was, it's funny because I had a reporter asked me about it and I said something to the effect of like, I had gone on these peptides and then I was reading about it. I looked up one day semi-glutide. I was like, wait a second, this is Ozempic. Yeah. It's the same. And I didn't realize it didn't, it, my doctor didn't do, wasn't trying to trick me. I mean, he was very clear. This is semi-glutide and this is what it does. But I didn't, I didn't necessarily like make that, that, um, it didn't click for me that it was the same thing. Didn't bother me that it was. So do you, did you know that he was putting you on a weight loss? Yes, hormone? a weight a weight loss peptide. Okay. Did you know hormone. that it, he said hormone? Did you did he tell you that it was duped. something that you had to stay on in order to keep the weight off? Uh, I don't remember, Jack. It was over a year ago, so I don't remember exactly how we talked about it. But I think that basically the 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 best scenario is that you change your eating habits while you're in, while you feel like you have more control, you then train yourself, right? To eat 
less to eat in a more to make healthier choices that but the training yourself to eat less is shown in the studies that it doesn't work because when you go off of it the studies show i don't know from firsthand knowledge the studies show that your appetite comes back really strongly yeah so that you have no control over that you right. really don't you can control how you exercise um and the way you eat but you're you're really hungry yeah but i mean i i believe that yeah, yeah. I can only be honest, like when, and when I was one of the first, I think probably I'm not, I'm a friend of a housewife, but one of the first in in that world who was sort of open about it. Right. I mean, isn't that true? Like, cause I know Andy Cohen asked me on one of the very first and then Dolores was open about it. And Dolores said something who said something and Dolores is very honest and I love her. She said something that hit me. It was like, she said, well, I'm not going to show up to reunion and be the fattest person there. I'll be the only person there that's fat. And I remember thinking, wow, I'm gaining all this weight while everyone else is losing it. Is that going to be me? Am I going to be the person who's going to show up and be heavier than everyone else? And it wasn't. It was almost like I was so grateful that I was okay with that possibility because never before would I have been okay with that possibility. I was like, okay. If I am, I am. It's funny because I look at you now and to me, you're, maybe we shouldn't even, I don't want this to like be triggering. Like no, you're, I'm not, you're I teeny. don't get triggered. You're I don't teeny. get triggered. No, no, no. I'm not so saying, like, well, I guess it's all relative. I mean, I was like emaciated for my right. whole life and now I'm like a very, um, I'm, I'm still on the thinner side, but I'm definitely in the normal range. Well, yeah, no, um, you don't look, you don't, you don't yeah, look sick. Yeah, yeah. But I will also say, just because we're talking about like being one of the first people to talk or to be open about it. And a lot of people still are not open about it. I don't have shame around it. No. And you shouldn't. No, no, maybe you should, maybe. No, nobody should have shame about it. And I'm not judging. I I know more than anyone what that, that, that desire to be thin. I know what that is more than anyone. And I nearly killed myself. And when I don't say that lightly, like I could have had, I had, just my body fell apart from anorexia. So I know what it is. I'm not judging anyone. And I also honestly like got very sick when I was in the throes of bulimia. But I will tell you that I don't tend to hide things like this. And the other, because I don't even understand why people do. Just like I don't hide anything about, if you ask me what plastic surgery I've had, I'm happy to tell you about each and every one. And there are a lot right. of them. But I also, I... The other piece of this that I think that people don't talk about is that this medication has helped me not just with weight loss. And again, I don't think this is talked about a lot, but I am, I have an addictive personality and I'm a heavy drinker. Um, there were days like back, back years ago where I had to like, I was questioning my relationship with alcohol and I actually checked myself into like an outpatient program three days a week because I was unsure of whether or not I could stop drinking. And it was very um, scary to me. And really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a whole other, that's going to be a different. Do you know episode. that I was once addicted to horse racing? I had an OTB account and I used to tune into the channels and watch OTB. I don't know if OTB is even still around. I used to watch the races and call in bets all day long. Well, you also maybe have an addictive person. <laughs> but here's the thing I want to say. And my thing I got, more and more control over it after I sort of came to terms with the fact that I needed to look at it, thankfully. But having said that... When was that? When did you come to terms with it? Years ago. Because I have never known you to drink like that. Yeah, maybe like... Well, it wasn't... I never got 
so out of control that the they weren't I never got a DUI. I wasn't right. like, you know, but I was drinking every day. I was drinking wine, that whole what is it called? The whole mommy medicine. Oh yeah, yeah. And um and too much. And my point in all of this is that on semiglutide, it's I have an aversion to it. And it's not just drinking. So it's now being, I've seen this all over the news. I don't know if you have, but it's very helpful with addiction period, right? So all of a sudden I'm in a place where it's just not that appealing to me. I still drink. Like if we're out, you know that yeah. we're out, I drink and there are times I drink more, Yeah, but so- it's not, and it's not what it was. And I love that. All right. So let me ask you another question. Cause this is, you know, a lot of things about using semaglutide just for weight loss horrify me because I think that you're setting yourself up for a lifelong use of the drug where there are not long-term studies on people without diabetes and there are very like very important like very bad side effects that can happen um but you're an adult okay sometimes and if you choose that path instead of you know, dietitians and trainers like I've chose the right. path. Okay. Many, many. But you're many an adult. Times. You're an adult woman. So if you choose to lose weight with a semaglutide instead of other paths, that's one thing. Right now, the FDA is about to approve this for children. I know a couple kids on it. Well, they're technically not supposed to be on it yet. I don't think because it's well, not, they were they were prescribed not approved by their endocrinologist. Wait, I should actually do a caveat. Their their endocrinologists prescribed it because. In a few cases, like they were either pre-diabetic. Okay, that's a different story. Right. I would have been the first kid on it had this drug been around when I was a kid because my eating disorder started when I was 13. So I, not anorexia, but like my very bad relationship with food started at 13. And then my first really bad diet was at 17. I would have been on this stuff in a heartbeat and then I never would have been able to come off. So my question is, how do you feel about parents letting their kids get on this drug just for weight loss? Not not pre-diabetes, nothing like that. Just weight loss. I can't. I'm not even going to comment on it because I don't want to even put my, what is the expression? My hat in the ring? Like I have no business. I don't know. And I don't even want to comment on it. If, if a kid is morbidly obese. Oh, that's different. Maybe. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like uh, losing like some pounds. weight. I mean, losing some weight. like to make any decisions. I don't, for my own kids when they were that age, that would be something that would be that not only life changing, but life altering if they could never come off of it. Like it scares me to do anything or did when my kids were little that where there would be consequences. I mean, it's different when you're a parent, right? You're, right. Than when you're a adult taking your own body and life, you know, into your own hands. Right. So, you know, we were both just at BravoCon. Yes. And there were, we went to a party in a suite and there was a ton of food and a ton of housewives. And really nobody ate anything. I did. I ate the pizza. It was really good. Really? Yeah. But my, but, what, okay. So when is it like you take at. two bites, you take two bites and then you're full? How does it work? Not always. I mean, sometimes I eat a piece and just don't, when it gets to be too much, it's just a turnoff. But, but but my question is, because this was my first BravoCon, was that different in terms of your experience with BravoCon than it was even last year? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well. Do, do these women generally 
like eat a lot at the the Bravo Liberties at parties? I mean, they certainly eat. They definitely were. I mean, it's not like I see them eating all the time. Yes. I mean, the only time that I've ever said anything, we went out to dinner. I remember. There was another housewife with us and we were all eating dinner and you guys were both, it was much earlier on in your Ozempic journey. And I was much earlier on in my recovery journey. And we were sitting there and I was really the only one eating. The other two of you were picking and I really don't say anything to anyone because everyone's journey, and I sometimes can't stand that word, sorry, but everyone's journey is their own. And I was on my second glass of wine and I just, you know, was feeling all my feelings. And I said, it's really horrible to sit here and be the only person eating. And I felt so bad about myself because I was having this internal dialogue where I was going, God, you're the only pig at the table cleaning her plate. You're the only stop eating. No one else is eating. Stop. You got to have self-control. And then the other part of my brain is going, well, you're the only person with, with a healthy relationship with food right now. And both parts of them, my brain were fighting with each other. And I said something to you guys and the response was not good. And so I've never said anything I say, again. I don't remember it was most having The other person was very defensive and rightfully so. They didn't want to be questioned about their medical journey. But um, it was the last time I've ever questioned anyone. And so the questions now for you are things that I genuinely want to know. Even then, though, I could see why you would feel that way. Like, I wouldn't feel defensive about that. You are. But it's not my business. My body is my own body. But it has. Right. Of course. But as someone who is recovering from anorexia, to be sitting at a table with a bunch of women who aren't eating, I can't think of anything more triggering than that. So I don't begrudge that or begrudge you for feeling uncomfortable. And I feel badly about that. It doesn't mean that I'm I was going to go off the medication but I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of not even naturally thin people are watching this phenomenon and maybe feeling uncomfortable about it. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing that kind of sits poorly with me is that some people who, while I was um, sick, while I was really struggling, and then when I decided to recover, were the biggest champions, people who said, like people who I looked at as like people who knew how to eat and not feel overwhelming guilt, people who enjoyed food, who would eat a little here and then eat a little less, like really had that balance have since gone on Ozempic. So people who I looked at as role models for how I wanted to one day eat, have since gone on. And guys, if you have never struggled with an eating disorder, and this is not going to be an eating disorder podcast, it's so bizarre to try to understand how you can be deathly afraid of food. I was so afraid of food. It had so much psychological trauma behind it. Every I could not eat. I would pick things up and put them down all the time. So I would look at these women who had really, really great relationships with food and knew how to just eat and then stop. And they have since, lots of them have since gone on Ozempic. So it makes me question, were they, was I the one who was just like projecting this health onto people that didn't really have it? Or were people so drawn by the 
the thought of being thin at any cost. I, I mean, I was one of those people. I still, I think that I still am who really enjoyed food. I mean, in the, again, this is not a housewives podcast, but in the first season that we filmed together, I was that scene with the mozzarella, you know, was like went viral or whatever it's called. And I, in this past season that we filmed, I enjoyed food a lot more than I feel like others did. Partially, partially, maybe even because it was like an escape, get me out of this insanity. And I'm just going to like focus on the burrata or whatever. But, <laughs> um, but I still do enjoy food a lot. It's just a different, I have some weird mechanism now that just doesn't want to keep going until I'm, until I feel sick and doesn't obsess the way that I used to. Um, so for me, I don't worry. I'm, I'm so grateful right now to have this, the difference in my life and to it just opened up so much more time for me to think about other things. And, and when so much of my headspace was, you know, consumed with food and weight. Does your husband have any opinion? Does he like it? So Jeff is at the beginning was definitely more concerned than I was about the side effects, specifically when I, you know, was impacted. I mean, that was, that was probably maybe six months into taking it. I'm sorry. I can't believe you went a week and a half without going to the doctor. Oh, I even think about I mean, it. I go two days and I'm like, so oh, it's me. completely ridiculous. I know, but that's just, I, I'm so worried. My head spins about so many things in my life that, really? oh my God, yours, my head is spinning from a million different things at any given moment. That's another episode as well. But anyway, um, so Jeff was concerned. Now he's waiting for it to come out in pill form. And why he's going to go, he wants to go on it when it comes out in pill form. It's a big baby and he won't take shots. I really think that one day everyone's going to be on it. I, I really so. do. I, I mean, I'm not going to be on, but I it's think already affected. That- do you read that it's affected um, the supermarket industry? No. Grocery store industry? Yeah. Really? It already has. It's taken a huge hit. So, but it also concerns me amongst all the other concerns. It also concerns me what it's going to do to our culture. I mean, like, is it one day going to be absolutely unacceptable to be maybe overweight at well, all? That's I mean, that scares me because like, you know, like we have daughters, you know, we might have granddaughters in the not like very distant future. I mean, we there are young girls who like go through phases that, you know, all those yes. hormones hit and puberty and I like know, you gain a, a fair amount of weight. Like if it's not acceptable to be overweight at all. I, I'm I'm afraid of like a whole nation or world full of people on drugs. I can understand that. Time. I see that. I mean, there's so much to be afraid of right now in terms of the world and what's coming. You know, I can stay up all night thinking about AI. Mm-hmm. Um, I can certainly stay up all night and do stay up all night thinking about uh, the war in the Middle East and yeah. Israel. So there's lots that that of stuff that consumes me at any given moment. You know, I think you have a really healthy relationship with it, which is why I don't worry so much about you. Really? I worry more about the drug, the the use of these drugs as a whole and the potential one day. Listen, I look at it a different way. I happen to think that a lot of these really glowing studies 
are funded by the drug companies themselves. They may be. I have a very cynical view of it, and I'm also worried about it. And I also worry about things that people don't worry about, like the muscle loss and the fact that you're artificially cutting off your hunger. But the point of this discussion, just, just so we lay this out clearly, was not to judge anybody. It was to really understand. I want people to understand why I fear these drugs and what I hate about them. And I want people to understand why you're on them and what you love about them. Yeah, but I I will tell you, you always say to me like Jen, I'm not judging you, Jen, I'm not. Ju-. I no. never feel judged by you. No, no, I because I want I want you to make sure because like, listen, I need to respect because along my 20 year of anorexia, where I really tortured myself, whenever anyone would open their mouth to me, and people usually didn't, but like you couldn't even give me side eye, you couldn't even tell me I looked healthy without me throwing a fit yeah i went insane so i know what it feels like to have people comment on what you're doing to your body when you didn't ask for those comments i get oh i get well i get comments constantly you do get comments oh my gosh positive or both both but a lot of negative a lot of um well i get a lot of you're too thin which i never thought i'd hear um and then there's that's always followed with, you know, when you're going to get off the medication. It doesn't matter. Like everything else when you're an adult, if it's, I've done my research, I feel comfortable. This is my body, my choice. And for me, it's been really, really wonderful. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo.
The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com I met you a few years ago at an event that I was at. I was I was doing an event for Dress for Success. Success. Yeah. And you were great. And we really liked each other. We did not like immediately become best friends. Oh, God, stop it. You hated me. No, I didn't you. hate yes. you. No, I didn't well, hate that you. you. I liked you. That point I, wasn't I liked you. Show. I liked you. Um, but I... Um, I heard you talk at that at that at Dress for Success, that event. And I was like, I, wow, I was so impressed. You talked so honestly about your struggles. And it was, I said to you that night, like to do that in a room filled with women who have just either, you know, come out of, you know, being incarcerated or women that were trying to get jobs and they were homeless. And you were able to tell your story in such a way that was, um, it, it, I think it's a, that was a hard situation to be relatable in. Oh, and I did you. think that you explained it and you were very honest about, listen, this has not been my problem, right? I haven't been incarcerated and I haven't been homeless, right. but here are my struggles and they've been real and they've been really, really Oh, hard. thank you. Actually, my point of this conversation is a lot more shallow than that. I was going to say that like you were a really great, nice, like normal woman. Yeah. I really liked you. And then fast forward, literally six months later, you were... I mean, that was November of 21. No, that's yeah. wrong. I wasn't thinner then because that's... No, no, no. You weren't right. thinner oh, then. then. I was, yeah. Then I was a, and then yes. all of a sudden you were cast on the show. Right, right. And then all of a sudden you had the single greatest face list I've ever seen in my life <laughs> and lost all this weight <laughs> on Ozempic. And you were like a walking filter <laughs> and famous and like... Really, I like, guess, completely yeah. different. Like, the same person inside. The yeah. same lovable, amazing person. But, like, do you feel like people changed because of how much you changed? People, like, in your life? That's such a great question. I don't know, Jack. Like, you were, sur- like, suddenly went from a normal person. Like, listen, when I was cast on the show, I drove a Toyota minivan. It was filthy. My kids destroyed it. They were all little at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm I'm kind of different, but also the same. But like, do you feel different? You're you look totally different. I mean, I it does that does not escape me because everywhere I go, including like the reunion last year when Andy was like, Jen Fessler, you look different. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I know I do. I I know that I look obviously it's not just my body, but it's I got a lower facelift. I got a nose job. I've, you know, there's been a lot going on. Those are always things, by the way, that I planned on doing. It wasn't, that wasn't a, I'm cast on the housewives. Now I have to do oh, really? blow up. I've been looking for someone for years to do my oh, facelift. Okay. The truth is I did it and it worked out because for whatever reason, you know, the timing was perfect for me. I felt like this is right. And, and after my first season, before, but it was happening regardless. So I was always getting facelift um and i've been actually looking for a doctor for a few years um what is my point in this jack I yes mean, i mean people, people i do look different so i guess so but what about so like I, your lifelong best friends are they suddenly so, like no they're just so 
complimentary. And, and because I think my facelift, I went to Dr. Sam risk. I always have to plug him because I'm just so grateful, but I think that it does look natural. So, you know, it's, I felt so great about it. I like what I see in the mirror and I didn't hate what I saw in the mirror before, you know, it's, I didn't, I wasn't, um, I, I accept my aging. It doesn't really bother me mm-hmm. as much as maybe it bothers others. Mm-hmm. I, I almost sort of like it again. That's another episode mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons, but I didn't look in the mirror and feel hideous. Um, I always felt attractive. I just feel more attractive. I feel um, it takes a lot less time for me to pull it together. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're on television and you have to show up to get filmed and there's a lot that goes along with that, especially if you are on the housewives, right. Um, and you know, getting glammed and it just, it's a lot less anxiety provoking for me. Yeah. Um, so my first season on the show, I was really unprepared for all of the social media comments that would come my way. And I didn't do much. I really didn't. I still had my, my, Extensions were shorter. I didn't do a damn thing to my face. I didn't have veneers yet. And I got so many mean comments. Really? So here's a funny one. So the biggest comment that I would get is that my lips move sideways. So, and that I have a lisp. That was my first year. Every comment was like, we hate you and your, li- your lips move sideways and you have a list. So I freaked out, of course, because all of a sudden I went from like my, you know, 400 followers to my like 100,000 followers. And I was hearing repeatedly this shit. So um, I tried to, I, I went to a doctor and I said, can you fix my lips and make them move in the same direction? And he was like, I'm sorry, like, that's not, that's a muscular thing like don't your lips are great stop it please go home right so i went to a speech therapist and i said please fix my list and of course she signed me up for 10 sessions and i didn't tell anybody and then i was going to about my fourth session i would sit there doing all these stupid i had these straws that i was like sticking in my mouth and saying my r's never once noticed doing oh my god i was so paranoid so on my fourth session i'm leaving the house and everyone goes where are you going i said you know what? I'm just going to tell him. I said, I've, I've been going to a speech therapist. He's like, stop right now. Stop it right now. Like, you're not doing this shit. Do not let it get to you. It's never going to stop. People are never going to stop saying mean things because that's what social media is. You don't need a speech therapist. You don't have a list. Just just stop. And so I stopped. I didn't go back. And I did some shit at home. You know, I used to read these stupid sentences over and over. But like... It really doesn't Valley stop. Valley sells seashells. Yes. Right? Wasn't and, the Brady Bunch? And what I learned is that people are always going to pick you apart no matter how perfect you so are. So I have experienced that. I experienced it before plastic surgery in Ozempic and I've and veneers and, and, I've, and I'm experiencing it now. Um, I get a lot of like, you look like a man, which oh. I think is hilarious. I don't want to represent myself, by the way, as like someone who has no insecurities. I have a, like all of us, right? I have plenty of insecurities, but this that kind of stuff, even when before all of this didn't really get to me. And I don't, I get, I don't know what that's about, but like, I almost think it's funny. Like I look at you and you're so clearly this beautiful woman and anybody that says otherwise is 
I'm sorry, but I think jealous and mean. So it doesn't like, why would that, like, you know. You. No, now I feel more beautiful than ever, but that was a function of recovery and a lot of therapy. I mean, therapy, I think is the greatest thing. Another episode again. Oh yeah. Oh, we have there's, no, there's no so living without say, therapy. Um, I I understand why people would be on a Zimbic. Just to put a- and I understand a on why this. you would be so concerned. Yes, I do have my concerns, but you know what? I think it's just a remains to be seen yeah. kind of thing. I still want to know what in God's name happened to Sharon Osbourne's insides to make her look the way that she does and not be able to come out of it. Um, I but, like her, so I hope she is okay. Yeah, I do like her too, actually. Like, she's had some controversy yes I but who hasn't um but i mean you guys there is like a lot of really raw stuff that we're going to be talking about yeah you know like, I, and, and i'm so grateful well to you oh, don't be grateful. um but to have a platform it's because i always really like going on podcasts you yeah. haven't been on that many i'm not i mean obviously right. you've been on so so many i have not but i like to just to just shoot the shit about stuff that's real. Right. You know? But uh, the thing is that like you get to suddenly like you wake up one day and like you're, n- you're middle-aged. Yeah. And like There's a lot that goes along with that. It's different. The you know, like thing is different. Is right? different. Your kids are grownups. Like you just walked in. I had my son standing here and you're like, Oh my God. Cause my boys are 15 and 13 and her son 23. is 23. And I said to Jen, now he was just talking with this like deep man voice, with, like <laughs> his man clothes. And in the middle of his conversation, I just turned to Jen and I said, is that, is that kind of happened to my boys? And I asked her son, are they still going to snuggle with me? Like I'm scared. <laughs> I am scared. And there's so many things at this phase of life that are just amazing, but different. It's also, for me, in so many ways, better. I am, and this is, I'm being as real as I can possibly be. I am happier now than I was in my 20s. I'm happier now too, of course. But you know, the likes are different. The sex is different. The way you feel about people in your life the way your thoughts on like all of that stuff so much of it is better though yes it's better but it's different you know you settle in more less less things are exciting the way they used to be but i I, well you are way more of a doer than i am i'm a non-doer i'm a lay down and stay oh no i twitch i say to my i say to my um therapist all the time i'm like well, if I wasn't doing this, I'd I'd be twiddling my thumbs. And she says, "I want you to twiddle your thumbs." Yeah, I want I'm you to twiddle twiddler. your thumb. No, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't <know> <laughs> we'll get we'll get into yeah, that. That's else, right? <laughs> the episode about twiddling. When you get older, you tend to twiddle more. Well, guys, we are so excited about this new venture, and we're going to be dropping new episodes every other week. So be sure to download and listen and give us five stars. Please, please, please. I'm begging you. We're not begging. We're not beggars. But no, if you I feel know. like it and you have a minute, you know, tap the five star button. But I am, we're both over the moon. We're really excited. And we're going to have some unbelievable, really interesting guests. And yes. we both have, I think we both have like 
a wish list. I'm just going to put it out there on our first episode. My number one is Michael Rappaport. Just saying. Oh, she loves just him. Saying, I die from, and I die from his wife. Oh my God. Like, like here's another episode, but like, are you, does Jeff get upset when you say that about Michael Rappaport? Of course, just an, another episode, but like, I have a thing for Pete Davidson, but like, Evan doesn't really love when I like shout that out. Jeff cannot give two shits. Okay. No. Another time. Mm-hmm. But guys, you can follow us on Instagram at two Jersey Jays. And, uh, you know, the the other thing is that, like, we may look like these, like, two little friends that come out for a half hour reunion or, like, stuffed cheese in our mouth. But Jen and I have had really crazy wild lives. Yeah. That we have people don't know about. Um, like, certain moments, traumatic things happen that we've gotten. We've bonded a lot over a lot, I think, of past trauma. Yeah. And we're really excited to to bring it all yeah. to you guys. So, okay. So until next time, um, follow us on Instagram at Thank you for listening. Download our episodes. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. And talk soon. Talk soon. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 